Well, did you enjoy the Super Bowl? It was a good game. It might have been a little more interesting had there been a different team involved, maybe. I often visit with my parents on Sundays, but last Sunday I punted until Monday, caught up with them. We discussed the Super Bowls, discussed the game. We threw up our hands regarding the halftime show. None of us knew what was actually said or spoken or sung. Then we turned to other things, just catching up. I mentioned that I had celebrated a funeral that morning at Prince of Peace. And afterwards, I was surprised by a girl from my high school who came up to me. I hadn't seen her in years. She married into the family of the deceased and came up from Wichita for the funeral. That prompted my mom to recall that she had attended a funeral that week over at our home parish of St. Helens, way out in Hugoton, Kansas. It was for the mother of a high school classmate of mine. And it gave my mom pause to think. She made observations. She said, I I do have a few requests for my funeral after being there. Not so much what I'll be entired in, she said, but more of what we'll hear musically, most especially. She has played at church for decades. Dad chimed in to lighten the mood just a little bit. He said, not me. He said, after you hammer the last nail in the casket, just throw a little dirt on it, and that'll be just fine. And then I added that the Archdiocese provides us priests with this lengthy document to complete, to ease the load at that time, which I have not done yet. Mom said, really? You already have that to do? I said, yeah, I do. It's the first conversation I recall with them frankly discussing these things. Maybe you remember when that happened for you. In recent years, life for me has felt like a race. Not like a rat race, I mean, it's been busy enough. Like a race with that moment of death as the finish line. And there's only so much time left. There are only so many opportunities to complete what I've been given to do. And with Every breath I take, draw that moment near. Who knows when, who knows where, who knows how. But it is coming closer. It's felt like a race with that moment of death as the finish line. Kind of the goal or end point toward which to strive or run. But that's the sense of Jesus as being the last Adam. The goal for human beings that God had in mind all along. He is it. In this chapter from 1 Corinthians, Paul had in mind the creation accounts from Genesis. The first man was made of the earth, and to dust he shall return. That's what the word earthly means. Adam was animated only by his soul. That's a word that's been translated as living being and as natural. In contrast, the last Adam, Jesus, is described as spiritual, which does not mean a ghost. And it also doesn't mean something like a spirit, like an angel. But it means spirit animated. 
The Holy Spirit hasn't just resuscitated Jesus' atom-like body to be animated once again only by his soul like Lazarus was. But the animating agent is God's spirit itself. The body born from the earth has been reborn from heaven. Earthly people, Paul wrote, are like the man of earth. Heavenly people are like the man from heaven. Now think about what this means, practically speaking. In Jesus, we have the image of a life not lived in vain. What you see in him has eternal value. If you don't see it in him, that means it ends with the grave. It has no eternal consequence. It's ultimately meaningless. It's like being told what a final exam is going to be about, and you decide to study something different and go to the exam. You spent your time in a futile, meaningless, vain way for that test. Christ's teachings articulate the way to live which doesn't end in dust. I mean, he's the reconciliation of mankind with truth and justice and love itself, life itself. So are you interested in writing societal ills, wrongs, injustices? Well, protest, okay, demonstrate, okay. But he is how to go about it. He's how to come across peace. Have you been entrusted with children and wonder at times what the heck you should be doing with them? He's the pattern to help them imitate so they don't misspend their lives. So they are less likely to pick up habits that are futile and vain, meaningless ultimately. Remove everything that obstructs the Spirit from already animating you. Collaborate with his promptings. Love your enemies. Bless. Don't curse. Pray for those who hurt you, for those who have hurt you. Turn your cheek on social media or just turn it off. Give to those who are in need. Forgive, and you will be forgiven those times you've run your life in vain. Make the measure of your life the one already raised from the dead. And that spirit that's already at work in your hearts will raise you from the dead too.